I believe that a little light can dispel a lot of darkness. It is so easy to get lost in the upsetting and painful content that surrounds us. You were born to not just go through the motions of the day, but to live your best life, to flourish and thrive. And that's why I created this show. Let Yourself Sparkle is about figuring out what lights you up and realizing that you have the power to change the way you feel. Each episode offers uplifting content to remind you that you are limitless, illuminating the path to hope within reach. I interview experts who share simple tips, tricks, and exercises to help you manage stress, anxiety, and depression, and boost well-being. The effects are so profound, brain imaging technology shows how our brains light up and sparkle and rewire themselves when we apply these methods of self-care. I am here to help you reignite the fire in your soul so that you can get out of the rut and into the flow and start having fun again, get your energy back, and feel fully alive. The show is a transformational wellness journey that will nourish your body, mind, soul, and heart so that you can craft your dream life of fulfillment, joy, and inner peace. And the best part is that by being here, you are doing your part to light up the darkness because when you show up with good energy, allowing yourself to be the most lit up and sparkly version of you, you create a ripple effect of change. Your light gives other people permission to let their own light shine too. My name is Evie Rosenblum and I am so happy and grateful that you are choosing to be here. It's time to let yourself sparkle. If you have not subscribed and liked, please take a second to do that now. If you are looking for accountability and support and someone to meet with to help you break free and live and find your way back home to yourself, I offer coaching and I would love to work with you to help you create a life that you love wherever you are. You can join my coaching program at www.patreon.com slash let yourself sparkle. My clients have danced their way out of depression and skated their way back to life. Sometimes it takes an outside perspective to help you reconnect with your spark, to remind you that you already have all the tools within you to nourish your body, mind, heart, and soul. I will help you remove whatever it is that's dimming your light so that you can let yourself sparkle. You can also reach me at evie at letyourselfsparkle.com. That's E-V-E-Y at letyourselfsparkle.com. I used to think it was selfish to focus on self-care, but then I realized that when you show up with good energy, Your light inspires the light to force its way out of others so that they can let themselves sparkle too. You are an instrument of change, adding so much light to the world. Hi, and welcome back to the Let Yourself Sparkle podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Allison Finley. She is an intuitive energy healer. I'm so excited to have her here today because she's going to share how we can reconnect with our souls and how we can light ourselves up on a spiritual level and just feel the magic in our lives. So thank you so much for being here. I want to hear about what you do. Can you tell us everything? Absolutely. Again, I'm super honored to be here. I just like to like before a podcast or before anything that's created, just set kind of a strong intention so that it kind of guides the energy. So it'll be like a little mini meditation. I always put my hands on my heart and close my eyes, but you can do whatever feels aligned. I'll do that. So I'm just going to set the intention that this podcast and this time that we get to co-create is a space of healing and alignment and that every single person that hears this podcast would get everything that they need and that everything that their soul needs the moment that they listen, whether that's encouragement, inspiration, healing, um, love, whatever it is that they need, we ask that spirit would flow through us and our conversation to give all the listeners what they need to uplift them whenever they hear it and just bless our conversation. May it be exactly what um, people need and may we have fun and just enjoy the process and be present. 
So that's my intention. If you have anything you want to add, you can. I love it. No, I think that's perfect. I'm excited to have this magical conversation with you and all of those things. So thank you. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to see what unfolds from this podcast. But yeah, I'll just start with just a quick kind of backstory in what I do, but I'm an energy healer and I did not know that that was a job. I did not know that that was a thing. I never (laughs) set out in my life to be an energy healer or to work with energy or um, to work with some of these spiritual concepts. I did grow up in a very religious home. And so within that context, um, there was spirituality, of course, but it was very, it was very limited. And so for most of my life, there was a lot of conditioning and a lot of heaviness and a lot of, you know, these feelings of you're not good enough. And, you know, just all of the programs that we all grow up in, right. Especially as women and especially in our culture, being told who we are, who we can't be all of those limitations. And for the last eight years after my spiritual awakening, I've just been on this process of deconditioning and coming back to the purity of who I am. And I feel like that's a lot of my message is that I believe that we come into this world super aligned and super authentically us. And then over time, we pick up the programming, right? Like this is basic neuroscience from zero to seven. You're building most of the beliefs that you'll build your life on. And there's nothing wrong with that, but coming back home to you requires a lot of this, like letting go of what's not really you Mm -hmm. kind of the purity of who you are. So I, I guess in an essence, that's really what my work is about is helping people come back home to them um, and their core essence and their truth. And what I like to call their soul's alignment. Nice. all came here with this kind of blueprint, these intentions of what we wanted to learn, experience, do, and living your soul alignment is going to look completely different than every single person on the planet and helping people discover that and then clear anything out that's misaligned with that and really clear internally and then also help people take aligned action to really create change in their life because change um, involves quite a few elements. So really hitting all of those elements so people can step into their soul's most alignment. That's amazing. That's such a gift that you're giving people because so many people are disconnected with what their purpose is and what, you know, they're so out of the moments. You know, it's so amazing that you put such an emphasis on being present. And I feel like that's so hard for so many people. Like how, how do you get there? How do you get present? What's like a, a simple way that somebody who has a difficult time with that could do that. Yeah. I would say, first of all, giving yourself like remembering that nothing's gone wrong, that we're not present because we're like the mind, not like it's not personal, but like the human brain is an organ, right? Just Mm -hmm. like our kidneys are organ, just like, you know, our liver is an organ and the brain's function is really to keep us safe. And it's really to keep us small and to protect us. And it's not the brain's purpose is not to make us happy. It's not to make us our purpose. It's not to align with our soul. Like our soul's 
is what helps us become aligned and our soul is what helps make us happy. Our brain is here to keep us safe and alive, essentially, right? And so it's how we use the brain. So we grow up in a culture where we're very mind driven. Like we're not, presence is a skill, just like all of these energy tools are skills that can be developed, just like learning the piano, playing soccer, you know, any of these things are actually skills that can be developed and learned, which is what I love so much. And presence is one of those. So (laughs) the fact that you haven't been present, I think we just let ourselves off the hook completely. Like, of course, we're not present. We never learned that skill. That wasn't a class in school. Our parents, for sure, were probably not present. Like, we live in a culture that's not present. So the fact that you're aware to ask that question, how can I be present? That's like, yay me. I'm already halfway there. (laughs) I feel like we were so grown up to, you know, everybody was brought up to do a million things at once. It's like the culture of multitasking. Like we eat while we're watching TV and answering emails on the train. So it's like, we're just doing everything all at once. And it's, it's really important to just be able to slow down. Yeah, for sure. Notice what we're doing. I think an easy, like actual way to, to get into presence, the, the easiest way is to focus on your breathing. Mm-hmm. So you can do that anywhere, anytime, and it's free, right? Like if you can come back to your breath and I like to teach a practice that's called waking up like multiple times throughout your day. And this is just normal. Our brains go on autopilot. It's like when you drive home and you're like, how did I drive home? Like I wasn't even thinking, right? Like that's when our mind goes on autopilot and that's a totally normal function of the brain. So it's not bad, but throughout the day, coming back to your breath and coming back to your body and asking yourself, like, where am I? Like taking inventory, like, what am I thinking about right now? How am I feeling emotionally? Like touching your heart space is a great one. Like, what am I feeling right now? What sensations are going on in my my body? So in the mind, we live in the future and the past, right? And so the body, the physical body is always in the present moment. So to come back to the present moment, coming back to the physical body, the breath. If you like close your hands, you can even do this right now. You can start to feel energy like tingling in your hands or maybe your feet or different sensations in your body. There might be tightness in your shoulders. There might be an ache here or there. There might be a jolt of energy somewhere. You might feel an itch, anything like that coming back to the body and waking up and saying, okay, let's take inventory. What am I feeling right now? Where are my thoughts at? You know, and when you understand your thoughts and what you're feeling, you understand, okay, this is what's creating my state of being. Um, so that's a really good way to just come back to the present moment is to breathe, come back to your breath, close your eyes, feel the physical sensations in your body. You can rub your hands together and feel that tingle. All of those are really simple, free, easy tools you can do anywhere, anytime. That's awesome. And then how do you go from there to connecting with your soul? <laughs> a little bit of a loaded question. <laughs> I think that again, this is really a process. I wish you could just be like, I'm going to connect with my soul and it's here. And I mean, in theory, maybe you could do that, but I think this really takes intention and it creates like it takes creating space in your life. Like you said, we're, our lives are so packed and so full and we're doing so many things and there's not, that's not wrong either. right? Right. But you have to ask yourself, is that serving me? It might not be good or bad, but 
since my life is so full, taking inventory of, are these things intentional or are these things on autopilot? Right. Did I create, because we created our lives and we have to own that. And sometimes that's really painful, (laughs) but the empowering thing is if we've created our lives and we don't like it, that means we can wake up and we can set the intention to create something new Mm -hmm. and over linear time, have a totally different life, which is wonderful. So the power is power is in our hands, but creating space in your life, creating time. And that's going to look different for everybody. Some people are morning people and they like to create space in their day in the morning, or maybe people are night owls. You know, that's how my husband is. He likes to create space in the evenings, but setting the intention to create space, to connect with your soul, whether that's through meditation, walking in nature, journaling, listening to music, dancing, however you feel aligned. I would say connecting. If people are like, what the heck is connecting? with your soul. I really think it's connecting with that essence where you really feel aligned, where you feel at home and where you are in joy. Mm -hmm. Like you talk about letting it sparkle, like what's lighting you up. So asking yourself, like, what really is lighting me up? Like, what are the aspects of my life? You can take every aspect. Like, is this relationship like lighting me up? Is this activity lighting me up? Is this you know, thing that I'm engaging in and putting time, energy, emotions, attention, money into, is that lighting me up? Because all of those things are energy and where our energy goes is what's going to manifest in our life. So if we don't, if there's something that we're not liking, we have to ask ourselves, you know, is there somewhere else where we can invest our time and energy? And can we open up the space in our day to just receive answers. You know, I love this idea. Yeah. Of so often we're pushing, we're earning, we're forcing, we're doing, and we just don't create the space to like clear it out and receive. And again, this doesn't have to look like traditional meditation. It doesn't have to be silent. It can be a walking meditation in nature. You can be dancing in your kitchen. Like it's setting the intention to open up and say, what is in alignment with me right now? What is my soul trying to tell me? What is lighting me up? What's feeling good in my life? And following and investing in those things. And mm-hmm. that will lead you on your path and your journey. That's so helpful. That's so helpful to so many people because I think people don't realize that they can just carve out the space and time themselves to do those things. Like for me, it's swimming. Like I notice, like when I'm in the pool, And there's nothing else around me but water. Like I just have these moments of like clarity. I'm like, oh, that thing that I've been working on or that thing that didn't make sense. Like I get it now. You know, it's, I think just whenever we're in that moment doing whatever, I love how you said it, just doing whatever it is that lights us up. That's when we can have those moments where we're just like connected to who we are. And And I love that you mentioned water. Are you, uh, do you know any of your astrology? Are you like water signs? I don't know what I, I'm not so into astrology, but tell me if I am. Well, you <laughs> might course. be, we can do your chart later, but I totally like, so water as an element, like nature is always a reflection. Like our physical bodies are part of nature. So water is the element of emotions. It's the element of cleansing. It is the energy of clarity. So I love that you mentioned water being somewhere that you're super connected. So I bet you have kind of a lot of that flowy, watery energy in your chart, which is lovely. I would believe it. I, I feel like most connected to water. So, so what can we do? Like, what if people don't know how they can 
connect with themselves more or they maybe aren't necessarily sure like what their soul needs. Like, how can they figure that out? So I think asking powerful questions is something that I really like. That is a tool within itself. Again, our brains, nothing wrong with them. We just have to learn how to work with them to empower us rather than to like go on autopilot because autopilot is going to, again, keep us safe and small. That's all it's going to do. So if we can learn to utilize the brain And one way that we do that is by asking powerful questions. So the brain being a computer, it's going to spit out an answer to whatever we ask it. So if you have an area of your life, like weight's a big one, right? We're going to come up on New Year's. Everybody's going to be wanting to get healthy and lose weight. So people are asking themselves like, God, why can I not lose weight? Like your brain's going to come up with a whole list of why you can't, right? (laughs) Because it's just a computer and it's like, here's an answer. Right. But if we ask it, what is one step I could take today, right now, to improve my health? What is one thing that I already know to do that I could do to improve my health or to move in the direction of a healthier weight? Your (laughs) brain is going to spit out three or four answers to that. So it's like all of the answers exist. We're just not asking powerful questions. Are we asking disempowering questions? Why can't we lose weight? And it's going to be like genetics because blah, 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 because everybody else is easier for them. And because this and that, I don't have time and my kids and blah, right. (laughs) Versus this is my life. And these are the choices that I've made that have created this life. What is something that I can do right now with everything that I have? Like not, I need to go buy running shoes or I need to get a gym membership or my sports bra doesn't fit anymore. Like none of that. (laughs) What can I do right now with the tools that I have and the lifestyle I'm in? What choice can I make right now to move me in that direction? And your brain will show you something. So asking yourself, like again, journaling is a really good one. Or for you, if you're in the water, you could literally set the intention and go, I set the intention right now to receive guidance on what my soul is needing. Or you could ask, what is, what do I need right now? I do that with clients all the time. Sometimes we'll just meditate. We'll get still place your hand on your heart and ask, what do I need right now? And you might not get it through words. Like you might not be like, Oh, I need a nap right now, but you might, but it might just be a feeling, a sensation, a color and keep asking yourself powerful questions. So if you put your hand on your heart and, and you're like, what do I need right now? And the answer is rest. Then you ask another powerful question. Okay. Do I need physical rest, mental rest, emotional rest? Like, and you can ask yourself sometimes yes or no questions are easier. Like if you're not sure and you're not getting an answer when you ask an open-ended question, and this is based on people's design. Some people do well with that. And some people need yes or no, or this or that. (laughs) So you can ask yourself like, okay, does my soul need does my body and soul need rest right now? And if you get a yes, okay, does that, would it be restful to take a nap? Would it be restful to go on a walk? Would it be actually restful to do yoga? Would it be restful to read a book? Would it be restful to, you know, walk in nature? So asking yourself more powerful questions and knowing that if your brain spits out a crappy answer, it's because you asked a crappy question. Got it. The answer is in your hands. The power is in your hands to ask really um, higher level questions so that you can have better answers come to you. That makes sense. That's awesome. So you can basically fine tune the responses. Yes. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. I love it. Can we do a meditation? 
Yeah, absolutely. Do you I have like a specific something like a connect with your soul meditation or a what do you need meditation? Yeah. Or hearing meditation. What do you want to do? Let's do a connect with your soul meditation. Ooh. Okay. How long do you want it to be? Um, how you're the expert with what'd you say? Just, just like flow with it intuitively. Yeah. Let's just flow with it. Okay. Let's go. Let's go. I love to see this is why the present moment is so fun because all the magic is like here. I had no idea. We're yeah. going to do so fun. Okay. So everybody can just sit back and relax. If you're driving in your car, listening to this, no worries. Just keep your eyes open, but everybody else go ahead and close your eyes and start to sink into this now moment this present moment, and like we talked about earlier, just start to notice your breath. Our breath and spirituality actually represents the natural cycle of life, the taking in and the receiving and the letting go and the giving out and releasing, trusting that the universe is always providing for us and releasing all that no longer serves us to create space and room for more aligned things to come into our life. So right now as you're breathing, let's just imagine that a beautiful golden or white light from heaven begins to surround us. Like I said, if you're in your car, if you're at home, if you're in the kitchen, wherever you're listening, just imagine this light from heaven begins to surround you. And this is the light of your higher self. This light contains the energy of unconditional love, of healing, of restoration, of joy and peace, abundance. Allow this beautiful light to just surround you. And whenever you're ready, just invite it into your physical body. You can invite it in through your heart to your crown. We'll just ask the light to cleanse and clear away any heaviness that we're feeling, any energy that just feels out of alignment or yucky or heavy or dark. We can just release it and surrender it into this light. As we release this energy into the light, we're creating space to receive new information, new ideas new wisdom, new direction, the clarity that we need. And as we breathe, we can just set the intention to connect with our soul, our higher self, the truth of who we are. We'll go ahead and ask, what is one step that we can take right now to connect and align with our soul. Just allow whatever is flowing to you. Some people are very auditory and they hear or they sense or know a word or a phrase. Some people are very visual and they might see a vision of something they need to do or someone or an activity or some action that they can take. Others might feel an emotion 
might be a letting go of something. You might need to cry or yell. Some people might feel inspired to take a physical movement. You might just feel an inner smile. You might feel or sense an energy or a color or any piece of wisdom. Just allow however your higher self speaks to you to come through. So we'll take one more breath in and we'll just ask one more time. What is one thing that I can do right now to connect with my higher self and come into alignment with my soul? Allow yourself to receive the answer. And now let's just express gratitude for this time in this space. We just thank our higher self, our guidance system, our intuition for guiding and directing us. And let's set the intention as we flow out of this meditation to move forward, to take that action, to follow the guidance, and to stay open to receiving wisdom throughout our day as we move forward. Whenever you're ready, begin to come back to this time and space. You can wiggle your fingers and your toes, shrug your shoulders, open your eyes if you're not driving. <laughs> Hopefully if you're driving, you kept your eyes open. <laughs> and we're back. Thank you so much. That was so beautiful and needed. You're so welcome. What did your higher self say or what did you sense or experience? You know what? It was really strange. I'm, I'm still trying to make sense of it, but it definitely was telling me to look at, look at eyes, <laughs> which is something I never do and something I never think about. So, um, I don't know. It was like telling me to make more eye contact with people in my life and animals in my life. And I love that. Well, the eyes are the window to the soul for mm -hmm. sure. And a fun activity that you can do with your eyes that comes from Tantra, which is a really lovely practice you can do with your husband or your kids. You literally just sit across from someone and you can either put your hand on their heart and they can put their hand on your heart and you would put your hand over them or you can just stare into each other's eyes and you literally just try and sync up your breathing so that mm. you're breathing in and you're breathing out at the same time and you're just looking deeply into someone's eyes with the intention of giving and receiving love, looking beyond the physical form. And the first time I did this, I literally cried. Like I bawled my wow. eyes out. It's so powerful. And I know it sounds so like simple, but literally like it connects you so deeply to people. Huh. Try it with your, your spouse or your kids or people that are meaningful in your life. And that can be such a fun uplifting activity so that's awesome i'm gonna try that today with everybody <laughs> including my dogs we're doing this weird activity everybody look at me <laughs> that's awesome I love it. it's powerful though it's fun thank you yeah that was very cool well thank you thank you so much for being here is there any anything else that you would um want people to know for like how they can live a more lit up and sparkly life Hmm. I think one of the like best tools is just awareness. I think becoming aware 
And again, I think intentions are really powerful. Like just setting intentions before you do that things. Like we set an intention before this podcast, setting an intention for your day or your, you know, praying before you eat food is setting an intention. Like I'm sure there's, we're setting intentions throughout our day. We might just not be aware of it. Mm -hmm. So become aware and just asking yourself, like, what do I want in life? Like what is lighting me up? What do I want to experience? And then giving yourself permission to lean into those things and starting to just set the intention to become more in alignment by engaging and following and giving yourself permission to do the things that are lighting you up, that feel sparkly and good, that feel uplifting. And again, that's going to be different to everybody. That might be your coffee in the morning is lighting you up. That might be your, one of your coworkers really lights you up. That might be watching TikToks really lights you up. You know, there's no like good or bad, right or wrong way to be lit up. It's just about like taking inventory of your life. And you can ask yourself with each thing, like I've done this for a, like a whole day straight, like everything I do, like, okay, is this lighting me up? Is this lighting me up? And if the answer is no, you could ask yourself, how would this light me up more? Or how could this be more fun? Or how could I uplift this even more? Like if your drive to work feels really heavy or really not lighting you up, like ask yourself again, ask your brain a good question. How could I use this time and space so that it would be more aligned for me or it could light me up. Like maybe you want to listen to podcasts. Maybe you want to listen to like, maybe you're listening to a ton of podcasts and that's not lighting you up. So maybe you switch it up and start to listen to music or maybe you just take silence and that's your time and space to mm-hmm. get a good result. You know, asking yourself of the things in your life, how they can, how you can maybe relate to them more. Cause there's so many things in our life that we might not be able to directly change immediately, but we can change the way that we relate to them. And that should really be the goal, right? Not to eliminate all challenge, not to eliminate all hard things, not to eliminate pain. It's alignment, but then it's relating to those things in your life that you can't change differently. And that comes, you can do that in the mind. You can shift your beliefs. You can shift shift your perception Mm -hmm. of things. And we can change the story. You know, what happens to one person, someone can decide that that's something that's very disempowering to them, whereas someone else can choose a totally different story and relate to it differently in a way that empowers them to move forward. So challenging yourself and asking yourself with those things that you maybe can't change, how can I relate to this different? How can I, because I can only control me, how can I show up? as my highest self in this situation, rather than how can I change the situation if I can't, right? How can I show up differently to it? You know, maybe it sucks and I can't change it, but I can always change how I show up, the energy that I bring, the thoughts that I think about it, the way that I relate to it. And that little shift alone can transform any area of your life. It really can. Wow. Thank you so much for this. This is this is so eye-opening. <laughs> like I literally, I literally feel like that meditation that you led us through, like literally like opened my eyes to like such a different way of seeing, you know, how how we go through life and the choices that we can make moment to moment throughout the day. And just that we can choose to light ourselves up and 
be more present and that it's really not that difficult. So, yeah. Yeah. Is there anything you want to talk about? Are you curious about anything that you want to dive into? Um, hmm. I mean, I guess sometimes I find myself like at a crossroads where it's like, how do you choose between these two things that you're kind of feeling like pulled to equally, or you're like really not sure like which way to go. Like if someone's feeling like they need to make a decision, you know, do I apply to this program or not? Mm -hmm. Do I take this job or not? You know, do I, you know, put my kid in this school or that school? Like how, how do you, I don't know. Do you have any advice on how to pick if you are on the fence? (laughs) Absolutely. So we have something in our being, it's called heart and mind coherence. Okay. So our heart has its own intelligence, which is kind of our heart is like that soul space and our brain has its own intelligence. There is a really wonderful, um, institute called the heart math institute and they actually have specific like things that you can wear to um while you're meditating to like detect heart and mind coherence okay so the most powerful and aligned decisions come when the heart and brain are in agreement we are in a culture that that it does not that is designed to make decisions from the mind This is not wrong or bad. Again, I know the mind gets a really bad rap in spirituality and then like the heart gets a really bad rap in like the rest of the world. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, they're both wonderful and correct and should be on the same page, right? But when we make decisions from the mind, we have to remember that the brain takes in information from our environment and processes it and then wants to keep us safe and small, right? So we just know that any decision made only from the mind and logic is going to be the decision that feels safest and keeps us the smallest and actually keeps us in the same type of loops because the brain is very efficient. It wants to use as little energy as possible. So if you ever notice, like if you, when you get into a new job, you might be so tired because you're expending so much energy trying to learn new systems, new people, new environments, like that takes a lot of energy and it's a lot on the mind. So the mind is going to try and make the most efficient decision that's going to make it the easiest, like the easiest decision on the mind. Hmm. So that is usually going to shy away from change. So it's totally normal that we might say we want to change, but it's difficult because it's a lot of energy on the mind and the mind doesn't actually want to change. Like the soul might want to change, but the mind doesn't, right? So we just have to be aware. And then the heart, of course, has connection to spirit has connection to what's called the quantum realm meaning the brain only the brain can project on the future but it projects on the future based on the past okay so if you failed at something in the past when you go to do something similar the brain is going to go nope remember that sucked last time and we felt embarrassed or we got hurt or that person hurt us right (laughs) trying to start a new relationship the brain's going to be like nope let's protect you and keep you safe and small because we got a divorce and so we're never going to get into another relationship because that hurt like hell and we're never going to recover right like that's what the brain is going to say So understanding that that's where the brain's coming from, it's going to project a lot of fear based on past experience or watching other people's past experience. So Mm -hmm. just be aware that that's where it makes it. 
the heart has access to the quantum realm, which is beyond the physical, meaning the heart can kind of sense intuitively what's first of all, best for our soul, but also what is in the future. And I know that sounds real woo woo, but like if you've ever, especially as a mom, you have that like intuition, like this is not a good thing. Like there's a difference between the mind being like, of course, don't, you know, don't let your kid run across the street or like there's those things. Like, of course, you're not going to put, let a babysitter babysit your kids that you don't feel is like a a safe person. And we've all had that experience where it's like, we just know for some reason something's off with this person, even though they seem like everything's going good or everything's fine. Like I just, I'm something in me is like, it's a no or a decision or something where you're like, okay, this makes sense to the mind, but my, I'm pulling back from it. So the heart is connected to things that are unseen and energies. And so trusting that both the heart and the mind play a role in decision-making and another kind of tool that you can do to make a decision is to do kind of a little mini meditation where you close your eyes and you can, if you're visual, you can visualize like you're at a crossroads or if you just want to intuitively sit with a decision and you can also invite someone to ask you like you can invite your spouse or a friend to ask you like a question and then feel it in your body because remember your heart and your body they really have that intuitive wisdom so if it was you were choosing between two schools for your kids you could have your spouse or you could ask yourself should i put my kid in this school and just sit with that answer If it's that school, imagine them going to that school, imagine dropping them off, imagine them walking in with their backpack, imagine picking them up, feel what that feels like in your physical body, and then let that all go, open your eyes, you know, shake that off, close your eyes, and then, and then ask yourself, should I send my son or child to this school? Imagine that, lean all the way into that, feel into that, or you, again, you can have your ask yourself, should you take your, you know, child to the school or should you place them in this school? And in your physical body, if you feel this sense of kind of expansion and like forward movement, and you're kind of like, your mind might be fearful of that decision. Like your mind might be like, oh, that one's too expensive. This is too blah, blah, blah. Like it, it, you, the mind might be chattering it up, right? It's chatting it up, but we're not listening to the mind we're feeling with the body does this feel expansive does this feel open does this feel good versus a no decision is going to be a not with the brain we're not listening to the the fears that the brain's feeding us we're physically tuning in like okay the body might feel like it's collapsing in you might feel tight it might your breathing might get shallower you might start to just feel heavy or lethargic that is a great way to make some of these bigger decisions. You can do that with simple things. You can start practicing because decision-making and trusting yourself and your intuition also is a skill that can be developed. So start with food. You know, I healed from several eating disorders and I, I had to do this for a long period of time because I had so much programming, you know, around what foods were good and bad. And I would literally think in my mind, if I eat this, how am I going to feel? And if I eat this, how am I going to feel? And that's how I would choose food. Like, what does my body want? Not what does diet culture say that I should eat or what this 
thing says I should eat? Like, what does my body, what's my body going to feel good in? And your, your physical body and your intuition in your heart will n- always knows what's to what to do the brain and the conditioning and the programs in our society that's where we get a little muddy in the energy so trusting that heart decision and then making that decision in your mind be like okay i'm gonna send them to this school and sitting with that for 24 48 hours and being like okay does this still feel like a good decision you know (laughs) um or not and if it doesn't why did i let fear come in what are the thoughts I'm thinking about, you know, and starting to give yourself time and space to dissect out if it's a really important decision. Otherwise, playing with smaller decisions. So you start to build that trust. And then when you make a big, bigger decision, your brain is a little bit more on board because it's like, oh, yeah, in the past, we had a couple of these that worked out really good, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Does that answer you. your question? Yes, that's very helpful. Okay. Thank you very much. That's a hot topic. Making decisions from a soul place is, is a big one. And I love, I love talking about that. So, yeah. Cause you know, it's, it's funny. I find myself like, I don't know if, it, if it's that I'm unable to trust the decision that I'm making, or if it's that I'm just letting all this fear get in the way and cloud the decision. It's like, what will everyone think? And then it's like, but the fear of this and the fear of that. And I guess that's all the head, right? That's all your brain. Yeah, that's all your brain. And I think acknowledging the fear, again, fear has kept us safe forever. Like fear is not, I really like to reframe fear. Um, There's a quote that I love that says like, it is safe to feel fear as in fear doesn't feel safe, but it's safe to feel it. Mm -hmm. So if we can let ourselves sit in the fear and be like, okay, let's sit with this because fear is actually just a sensation that moves through the body. Right. And it's usually triggered from a thought. And then we feel that sensation of fear in our body. And if we can just sit with that and let that flow through and remind ourselves like, okay, we're going to be okay. If this happens, if this happens, if this happens, and that fear will show us where we're holding on to things still, where we're attached to things, where we're attached to our family's opinions, where we're attached to the random people on Facebook, you know, going to post or like comment on our posts where we're attached to people viewing us in a certain way. We're attached to our identity of being this type of person and realizing that none of that is real. That is all mind made, right? Like we can change our personality. Our brains are capable of rewiring beliefs, becoming a totally different person if we wanted to. So we are not stagnant and our views can shift and change, right? And so just becoming, again, becoming aware like, oh, I'm scared to do this because I'm scared of so-and-so thinking this about me. How can I let that fear go? Because it shows me that I'm making decisions in my life based on this person's opinion. So how? <laughs> how can you let that <laughs> How can you let that go? By asking, again, asking good questions. I think knowing that we live in a culture that has kept us stuck and worrying about other people's opinions, like that keeps us safe and small and stuck where we are. That keeps us um, out of alignment, which benefits other types of systems, right? That don't want us to be fully in our power, that don't want us to be fully expressed, that don't want us to be taking risks and going out and creating and doing things in the world. Like that is 
it's not an energy that is really like supported and celebrated in our society. Right. And so, and it's changing, it's changing for sure, but there's still things that not everybody's going to like, and not everybody wants to be a part of, or to see, or to celebrate. And that is also a skill like recognizing, okay, I care what people think right now. That's okay. But how can I start to take actions and how can I start to release that and asking yourself that question? I mean, I work with clients on that all the time on, you know, why we get to the deeper root of why we care so much about what people think. And a lot of times that's rooted in feeling safe and accepted by others Mm -hmm. and creating that safety and acceptance within yourself. Because a lot of times the world is just mirroring back to us what we believe. And so if people are rejecting us or people are, you know, if we take action and people are coming back at us with a lot of criticism, a lot of times that's pointing to us not accepting ourselves. Mm. And it's a codependent relationship of, I need other people to approve of me because I don't think I'm worthy or good enough within myself. And I don't love myself unconditionally. So I need other people to affirm me, to tell me that I'm loved, to tell me that I'm okay. Otherwise I don't believe it. And when Mm. you realize oh, I'm giving all of my power away to everyone else. Why don't I believe that I'm lovable? Why don't I believe that I'm enough? Why do I need other people's approval? And the answer is that's a program. You don't, you don't. If you truly, like we came here to be powerful, self-sufficient beings. And that doesn't mean we're not in relationships and we're not in, you know, interdependent, healthy relationships. But whenever we are completely reliant on something or someone outside of us for our identity and for our okayness, we have given away our power. And we, and I say we've given it away because we came into this world with that self-love and alignment if you've had children you know your kids don't feel bad for crying and waking you up at three in the morning right. to breastfeed they just don't. like they know they're worthy they receive love easily they don't care about inconveniencing other people they poop in their pants and they're not embarrassed they don't feel like you're not going to love them because of something that they do or inconveniencing you so we came into this world worthy and not worried about what other people think and demanding what we believe we're worth. Like we come into the world super aligned and worthy. We don't care about inconveniencing anyone. (laughs) And then we get raised in this culture of this is what's acceptable. This is what you have to be. You lose love. If you act this way, you get love. If you act this way, this and you'll be happy, do this and you'll be not happy. That is all programs. And as we begin to decondition, let that go, we can come back to ourselves and then we can actually have much more fulfilling and healthy relationships with people when we're not asking them to give us something that they can never give. Right. So super important. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. That's a big one. Self-worth, I will say too, that is just something that is, in my opinion, a journey. It's not like a boom, I feel worthy all of a sudden. That is like a continual evolution, a continual choice, right? Like if we are, I'm 30 years old and for, you know, 26 years of my life, I was completely oblivious and living a certain way. It's going to take a little bit of time to undo and unwind and kind of rewire and step into, you know, a higher truth of worthiness and self-love. And again, it's just choosing over and over again. How can I love myself more in this situation? 
I know I still care about what this person thinks. And I know this person commented and it hurt my feelings. How can I let that go? How can I forgive myself? How can I love myself more? How can I relate to this situation differently? How can I have compassion on that person who judged me? How can I, how am I still judging myself? How can I have compassion on myself for judging myself? And how can I share? I, I love it. I love, I love what you said about like thinking about how babies are and, you know, it makes me almost like feel bad as a parent because I'm watching my kids grow up and like, you know, thinking like, oh, you can't be so loud here. You know, it's like just as parents, like we, we are telling our kids, you know, don't do that. You know, you need to be a little more quiet. You need to, you can't wear your pajamas out in the street, you know, it's, and then we wonder why we like grow up and we don't feel like the confidence to be ourselves so much. It's because, you know, we've been programmed by society or by our parents to, you know, to be quieter or to dress a different way or to not say certain things in public, you know, and it's, it's very interesting. I feel like this has been very helpful um, on a personal level. And then also like as a parent, you know, to watch how I'm raising my kids because I don't want them to like, all of a sudden wake up <laughs> almost 40 years old and be like, wait, <laughs> why am I having a hard time making a decision? That's probably why, you know? So, I mean, I don't know if the answer is <laughs> let them scream in the library and wear pajamas to school, but <laughs> I think it's a balance. Again, I like, I'm not a parent, but I like literally just like bow to all of the parents. My sister has, my older sister has four children ranging from like two to 16. So I'm like, she's got all the ages and I'm like, bless you. Um, <laughs> because it's hard to be a child and a parent in 2021 and 2022. Like it just, it is. so I think the, but from like a, from my viewpoint, not being a parent, but just in general, the best thing that you can do for your kids is to work on yourself. <laughs> because like you said, we are projecting unconscious programs that we inherited from our parents that we're not aware of it. Right. And we're passing that on and society is also passing that on. And we do live in a culture that there are certain acceptable things and not, we just have to accept that that's the culture we live in, you know, um, that, that is okay. There's nothing wrong with it, but getting curious as to like, Oh, okay. Am I doing that? Because that's what I was taught. And is that true? Like questioning, your own beliefs and your own truths that you're sharing with your kids and saying like, is it okay to just let them wear pajamas? Like, you know, outside, like, mm -hmm. is that a big deal or is it not? Um, and you get to decide that as a parent. And at the same time, like your kids, we all grew up in this crazy culture. Your kids are growing up in this crazy culture. They will have stuff to work out on the back end. Right. And that's okay. Like you're not here to be this, like, there's no such thing as the perfect parent, right? It's just you doing your best and then they will do their best with what they've been given and what you've provided. But I think the best thing as a parent is to really work on yourself because the more you work on yourself, the more you model to your children that you value yourself. Because even though we sometimes say things, we don't like kids, especially they pick up on energy. They're being programmed by your actions and your inaction and what you model to them. Mm -hmm. like that's how they learn less about words and more about demonstration, how you're living your life. 
So when you invest in yourself and you take time for you and you work on yourself, your kids benefit from all of that because they see like, oh, it's important to value myself. Mom values herself. Mm -hmm. Mom loves us, but she also values herself and she's separate from us. And modeling for your kids that it's okay to fail, that it's okay to change, that it's okay to grow, that it's okay to make mistakes, that it's okay to fail, to get back up, to love yourself anyways. Like if you really want your kids to love yourself, you have to demonstrate that. And that's a hard thing, right? Like we just want to be like, here's this thing that we don't have, but we want you to have it, right? Like that's like the idea of parents. Like we want you to have the things that we didn't. And it's like, But when it comes to those deeper things, it's like you can't give them what you don't have. Mm -hmm. You love yourself and you don't demonstrate that. How are they going to suddenly like magically be like, oh, we love ourselves. Right? Right. So it's important. It's important. Thank you so much. No, that's that's huge. And I think that that's what people don't a lot of parents don't realize. Like I, I talk to a lot of parents and they're like, you know, my kid is so stressed out and they're like the most stressed out. Like the parent is the most stressed out <laughs> person like, I've ever seen. Where'd they learn that? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> or my kid cries all the time. It's like you do that too. You know, it's 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 very interesting. Like you know, when you are not in that family's situation, but you're hearing the conversations and like these people are talking to you. It's like you know, or or a parent will say to me like, "Oh, my kid eats junk food all day," and I'm like, "So do you." <laughs> Yeah, like who bought that junk food? Right, how did it get in the cupboard? (laughs) They're seeing you eat that too. You know, it's like, it's it's so interesting. Like we need to be the change that we want to see in our kids and in the world and everywhere and that we do have the power to light ourselves up and to light up the people around us just by by doing what what feels best to us. So I, I love the idea of like listening to our heart and, you know, maybe paying less close attention to what our brain is saying and learning to work with our brain, because it is that it's interesting to know that that's where all the fear comes from. Mm-hmm. It does. And it's normal and natural, right? If you, mm-hmm. if you see our evolution, when we lived in tribes and we lived outdoors and we had a lot of more physical danger, our brain, that fear part of our brain would, would light up and say, Hey, there's physical danger. And that really served right. us because we could take action on the danger. We right. could fight or flight. Yes, we could actually do something. But now that we live in the lifestyle that we live in, we're not actually in physical danger. So the danger that we perceive is usually social. Mm -hmm. Um, The danger is of losing love or approval, right? And so that brain is triggered, but we don't have anywhere to give that energy to because we can't run away from Facebook. We can't, you know, we can't flee from our in-laws. Like, it's just like, we can create space. Right. But so we have to realize like, oh, this is like the brain just doing its thing. And I can decide how I'm going to relate to this differently and go, I'm not actually in physical danger. I can breathe again, coming back to the breath, coming back into this present moment. Am I safe? Am I loved? Do I accept myself? Can I give myself all those things in this moment? Or if you're feeling that fear, coming back and asking yourself, what am I actually afraid of? What is uncomfortable right now? What can I do in me to shift? What do I need to give myself? You know, do I need to give myself love, time, space, compassion, forgiveness? Like giving yourself what you believe 
you need to get from the world, like really turning that in. And the ironic thing of how energy works is we just get more of what we focus on. So if we give ourselves what we need, the world starts to give that to us too. But when we start to project out and go, I'm doing everything for everyone else and nobody's loving me back and nobody's giving me back. All I do is give, 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 give all day, right? That's a very like mom program that we're supposed to just give until we're empty. And then you don't feel like the world's giving back when you start to give to yourself. It's crazy how then the world starts to give back to you. So you just have to know everything you're desiring from the outer world. It's a mirror back to you of what you need to give yourself. And then the world will start to give that back to you as well. And so it's just, again, this is the realm of energy, understanding how the world works, how energy works so that we can make some of these sometimes minor shifts to create huge change in the way that we experience life and the reality that we're creating. Um, So it's fun. That's amazing. Thank you so much. It, It really is empowering to realize that that we do have it within us to make all these changes and that we can tap into that to tap into our own energy and to that abundant energy. So, and to be able to release what's not serving us anymore. Like it's really not as complicated as it sounds. So thank you for this. How can people reach you if they want to get in touch? I have a podcast as well. If you just want to get, sort of more of the vibe I love to like I love the podcast it's very intuitive though I don't like post a certain amount of times it's just kind of it's very present sometimes I post several episodes a week sometimes I wait <laughs> it's whatever spirit flows um and that podcast is called the energetic sovereignty podcast nice. people can connect on yeah. Instagram and Facebook my handle is Allison Hope Finley on there and then my website is allisonfinley.com and I have all of my offers on there and um coaching information and all that kind of stuff's on the website Awesome. Thank you so much. And all of her information is also in the show notes. If anybody didn't catch that, you can just go to the show notes and you can find her podcast link and website links there. So thank you so much, Allison. You're awesome. Thank you guys for listening. If you haven't subscribed and liked the podcast, please take a second to do that now. And if you are looking for additional support, if you want any, you know, somebody to talk to or meet with, um, to boost your well-being. I am happy to meet with you. I offer private and group coaching. You can check it out at www.patreon.com slash let yourself sparkle. You can find it also in the show notes and you can also reach out to me via email evey at let yourself sparkle.com. Bye. It is time to let yourself sparkle. fresh coat of paint change my scenery wake up in the morning and choose to be brave and set this cage bird free
yesterday's blues and sing a brand Change today. I'm gonna make a change today.